Welcome to the Choke Business Insights Podcast. On this show, we deliver compelling perspectives on trending topics at the intersection of business and law. Each episode provides a discussion with Choate attorneys on the important issues that matter most to our clients. Hi, my name is John Pitfield. I'm a partner in Choate's corporate group. I'm here today with Dan Riley, also a partner in our corporate group, and Tobin Sullivan, a principal in our corporate group, to talk with you about private equity investment in public companies through pipe transactions. With that, I'll turn it to Dan to kick it off. Great. Thanks, John. So we're here to talk about PIPE transactions, where PIPE stands for Private Investment in Public Equity. In the typical market environment, it's it's not a usual way for a private equity sponsor to deploy capital because there's better uses for capital, really, in the private market through LBOs or through take private transactions. And and public companies normally have less of a need for liquidity and other avenues uh, of liquidity uh, than PIPEs, which can be seen as expensive or restrictive. But in a down market where private equity sponsors need to deploy their capital and public companies need the liquidity, this leads to an increase in pipe transactions like we've seen over the last six months. Pipe transactions are expected to increase by 50% dollar value in 2020 over 2029, and this trend is expected to continue into 2021. Tobin, can you tell us a little bit about the structure and terms of pipe transactions? Yeah, absolutely, Dan. Uh, Pipe offerings generally are often highly customized bespoke transactions where investment bankers and legal counsel work very closely with both investors and issuers to, number one, select the type of security to be used in the pipe, and number two, to really tailor the economic rights, the governance rights, the legal protections associated with any given pipe. Now, in the current market environment, the, the type of pipe security to be used can really run the gamut of anything from a straightforward investment in the issuer's common stock to more complex investments in convertible preferred securities to debt arrangements with the issuer, whether convertible or not. And ultimately, what type of security is selected by the issuer and the investor really depends on a number of factors. Maybe most importantly, what is the investor's short-term and long-term financial goals? Now, once the investor and the issuer select the type of pipe security, investors next turn to what are the economic rights of the pipe transaction, which might include dividends, interest, downside liquidation preferences, redemption rights, just to name a few. Similarly, there are a whole host of governance rights and legal protections that investors must consider. Many investors, on the one hand, seek board representation or customary minority investor protection, such as preemptive rights, such as protective provisions or veto rights, while issuers, on the other hand, seek to institute standstill or lockup restrictions on the investors. Now, that's 50,000-foot overview of the terms and types of pipe securities. John, I'll, I'll hand it over to you to talk about how these pipe transactions are actually implemented. Perfect. Thanks, Tobin. So pipe transactions are really attractive from the point of view of both the issuer and the sponsor, and that they can be done in a very rapid time frame. They're not subject to prior review by the SEC, and they're typically structured to also not require stockholder approval. So there's an ability to consummate the transaction, get the capital into the company in a very rapid time frame. At base, and so when you hit on this, you know, the real core consideration is the type of security 
to purchase in the pipe transaction. And that, that really is influenced by your fund's investment characteristics. So for example, if you're seeking more towards return of capital, steady state return, you know, a more debt instrument would be an attractive vehicle for you. Whereas if you're seeking this as a potential toehold investment to take private, you know, either purchasing common stock or securities convertible to common stock would be attractive. Now, two notes for the unwary on, on purchasing common stock. First, 13D disclosure. If you end up with more than 5% ownership in the company, thinking ahead to uh, premature disclosure would take private transaction that could be mandated under 13D would be important. Similarly, if you end up with greater than 15% ownership, thinking through the Delaware interested party transaction rules will be also equally important to being successful in the end objective of a take private transaction. So the three of us look forward to talking with you further about pipes at your convenience and look forward to participating in the continued growth of, of this instrument. Thank you. The information presented in this recording is for educational purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice for a specific situation. If you wish to obtain legal advice, you should retain an attorney and explain the facts of your particular situation.